And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hello, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. My name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today we are going to look at a film called A Dangerous Method. All right. It's directed by David Cronenberg. This is a very, very good film. It's a very interesting film. It is beautifully shot. It is beautifully constructed. And it is brilliantly acted by Kira Knightley. Viggo Mortensen, and Michael Fassbender. They're very talented people, and although Fassbender gets third billing in this film, it's really his film, because he plays Carl Jung, one of the originators of psychiatry and psychoanalysis, and his relationship, which is sometimes antagonistic, Mm -hmm. with another guy whose name you've heard on the same subject, Sigmund Freud, played by Viggo Mortensen. Mm -hmm. And they come together to discuss the case of a young Russian woman played by Kara Knightley. Her name is Sabina Spielrein, and she is close to going over the edge, certainly at the beginning of the film, because she has lived in a relationship with her father where she was regularly and quite brutally punished by whippings and things. And this has turned her into almost an animal. Yes. That's certainly the persona that we see in the beginning of the film. That's right. And by the way, Kara Knightley, you know, she's always been good in everything she's done. She really takes a gigantic step forward by playing this role. And so do the other two actors. They both play middle-aged men, and they disagree very, very much on their methods of dealing with Sabina Spielrein and certainly dealing with psychoanalysis as a whole new way of treating disturbed people. Well, I think the whole concept here is that Young is going to take on Sabina's case, and he's going to put her through what was then called the talking cure, which is the first name of psychoanalysis. This concept was originated by Sigmund Freud, but it was then further developed by Carl Jung. Jung is portrayed here as a restless intellect who is much more open to new ideas and new concepts, new methods, if you will, whereas Freud is kind of the more rigid character. He's an academia. He's very professorial in his response to any of these psychoanalytical cases. So it's those two different schools, one being rigid and one being flexible, and how these two gentlemen try to treat Sabina. Sure. I think it's important to note that Sabina then enters into a very unethical relationship with Young, and he succumbs to her charms at some point in the film, and that's when the film begins to really turn around. The plot really thickens. Absolutely, sure. And as she gets healthier, Young becomes more dependent on her, and that's a very fascinating plot pivot point. Yes. And then, of course, we begin to see that Freud, seemingly the kind of guy that would never enter into an unethical relationship, he too falls for Sabina's charms, and And therein, the plot really gets thick. Yes. You know, it was fascinating to me to watch how these two gentlemen were so at such opposite ends of the scale and how they were going to treat her, and yet they both fell for her. And I wondered afterwards, as I was leaving the film and thinking about it, was it really Sabina 
who benefited the most from these two characters because, let's remember, Sabina herself became a big name in psychoanalysis. That's right. Certainly in the treatment of children. Sure. And these two guys are the big names, however. They're the names that we think of today when we think of psychiatry and getting on the couch and all right. kinds of sure. analysis. But she really was a major figure. She was a major figure, and I guess that's why she gets top billing in this film. Kira Knightley is very beautiful, and she is a very, very talented actress, and I think that she is quite amazing in this role. At the beginning of the film, when she was more an animal than a human being, I thought, oh boy, she's kind of going over the Grotesque. top here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But as the film went on, and as she, I wouldn't say calmed down, but she became more well and more centered. Well, she was able to control those ticks. Yes. And she really mastered that, and she was able to begin to understand why she behaved that way. So I think that that's what you're responding to. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also responded tremendously to Fassbender. I just thought it was quite a good performance. And Mortensen, and we've seen him almost exclusively in very violent roles. Here he is fascinating to watch and fascinating to watch him change. You know, the great thing about any story, Uh whether it's a book or a novel or a film or a play, is to watch the characters change. Mm -hmm. Watch them be affected and grow by what is going on. And in that particular instance, in this film, all three do. I was totally fascinated by this film. I was very taken with the fact that they allowed these two psychiatrists, Freud and Young, to sit and have some very lively and informative discussions about psychoanalysis. Yes. At one point, one of them turns to the other and says, do you realize we've been talking nonstop for 13 hours? <laughs> <laughs> The dialogue is very exciting, and we don't get to see movies anymore where characters just sit and exchange ideas. Yes. And that's why this film is very refreshing and I thought was engrossing. I liked all of the performances in this film. Vincent Cassell is also in the film. He has a very meaty part. But basically, it's the three main characters that create this fascinating triangle. Now, it's not a love triangle in the sense of the way we think of love triangles. But there is the concept here that Sabina interacts with both of these psychiatrists, and we learn how all of their lives are impacted by these, shall we say, unhealthy relationships as Sabina tries to get healthy. Right. It's a wonderfully fascinating and engrossing piece of work. Oh, I think so, too. The screenplay is written by Christopher Hampton from a book by John Carr. And, you know, I just think if you really love film, you're not going to see a car chase. You're not going to see anybody machine gun. There'll be no brains on the wall. (laughs) This is a very, very good film to sit and think about and enjoy. I agree. And react. And again, it is so beautifully filmed. Well, remember, it's set in early 20th century. Right. The very beginning when psychoanalysis was just kind of happening and becoming a part of the lexicon of our lives. I mean, we can't even remember when we didn't hear the phrase, you know, someone's on the couch. Yes. Got to go to see your shrink and so on and so forth. And these are the terms that came out of 
these two guys, right. these two great minds. And I think it's a very worthwhile film, if for no other reason, if you want to see the beginnings of psychoanalysis. It's a strong, melodramatic drama. I loved everything about it. I thought it was compelling. And we just don't get to see enough of this type of movie. So for me, I'm giving this film a very compelling green light. It's a green light for me, too, all the way. Again, I so loved the performances. I so loved watching them. I loved the long scenes between the two men. It was just talk, but I was on the edge of my seat waiting for something wonderful to happen between them. Well, the insights are incredible. Sure. That's absolutely. what's so wonderful. Right. Okay. So, two green lights for A Dangerous Method. We will come back and review another film shortly. We love reviewing films and love seeing them. Whether we love them or not, when we walk out the theater is another story altogether. But it's always interesting and exciting and very entertaining for us. So, until we meet again, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that your dangerous method is not so dangerous. It's very entertaining because we're all going to get together at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.